Hi, I'm Dr. Lauren Hungler, naturopathic doctor and creator of the Healthy AF Mom Show, the show that helps tired millennial moms regain control of their energy, banish their bloat, get better Z's, live life a little greener and a little cleaner, and understand their post-birth bods and more. On today's episode, we're going to be chatting all about how your go, go, go lifestyle could be negatively impacting your hormones. In this perfectly bite-sized episode, we're going to be learning one is the science behind your stress hormones. Two is how to balance your nervous system. And three are my top four tips to help you feel a little calmer and a little bit more chill on a regular basis. And if throughout this episode, you start saying like, oh my gosh, this is me. She's totally talking about me. I invite you to jump down into the show notes and grab one of my free 15-minute meet and greet calls. I'd love to jump on the line, help you to establish how to support your hormones and really get you feeling healthy AF again. And just before we jump into things, if you've been digging the podcast and you're loving the content, I invite you to subscribe at wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave a review. So let's jump in. Let's chat about the stress. Today, we're going to be talking all about stress. And we're really going to hone in on some of the physiology and the biochemistry that's happening and really give you some connections and some aha moments about like, why are things happening? Where are some of the symptoms that you're experiencing coming from? And I would venture to guess that a lot of it could be stemming from a nervous system that is just off its hinges. So when we talk about your nervous system, we're talking about the two different states in which your body is responding to just outside environmental stimulus. And so your central nervous system gets split into two separate and distinct parts. We have our sympathetic nervous system or our SNS, And then your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your PNS. And so a lot of the time you might be hearing some of these names, hearing some of these words. We're going to talk about like, what are they? What are their functions? What do they do? Um, And what happens when they're not working properly or not at least in balance? So your sympathetic nervous system is that fight or flight state, which a lot of us are very well versed in, right? The fight or flight, we always use the analogy of like running away from a bear, the reason why this analogy works so well is because you can really see some of the physiology and the um, the hormonal chemistry that's happening for you. So with your sympathetic nervous system, that's your body's ability to keep you on point, keep you focused, keep you moving, right? So if you were running away from a bear and if we were in a threatened state, your body will release epinephrine and norepinephrine. These are our adrenaline hormones. It cranks up your heart rate. It cranks up your blood pressure. You get lots of free sugar liberated into the blood so that you can utilize that to run away from the bear. It gives your muscles lots of energy. Your eyes will dilate so that you can see where you're going. Usually digestion gets kind of shut down because we want to be making sure that we're sending blood and we're sending all our available sugars to our muscles. So usually digestion takes a backseat. So does libido. There is no sexy time when you are running away from a bear, right? So all these pieces can be happening and can be facilitated when we're in that sympathetic nervous state. The opposite side of that is your parasympathetic nervous state or that resting and digesting. This is the state where we feel calm, we feel cool and collected, we can sleep really well, we get good quality and good quantity of sleep, we start actually digesting our food more consistently because we um, we allow our body the time and space to kind of take those foods, break them down, and give you the capacity to absorb them as well. And so your body should have this natural ebb and flow between the two states. 
So it's not that one is bad and one is good. You want a little bit of both. We want this like balanced nervous state where when you're in that sympathetic nervous state, because we're all there, we work, we're busy, we're um, we're on point with our kids and with our jobs. We want our sympathetic nervous system to be robust. We want to move into it seamlessly. And then we want to move out of it and move into that parasympathetic nervous state or that resting and digesting. What happens for a lot of us is that this dynamic movement or this effortless movement between your two states gets stuck. And so we get really good at staying in that fight or flight or in that stressed, stressed state. And when we talk about stress, a lot of the time we just think about like the mental, emotional aspect of it, right? Where it's like, uh, if you're stressed about a work project, if we're having you know parental difficulties or our kids are being really trying at that time, um, if we're having interpersonal relationship issues at work or at home, right? Those are all like mental, emotional stressors. What I want to be really clear about is that that is a really important component, but we also have what are called physical stressors. So if you've been like chronically and constantly sick in the past year, that can be a physical stressor on the body. If you're not sleeping well, physical stressor on the body. If you're in a constant go, 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 go state, physical stress on the body. So sometimes when I talk to people and talk to patients, they'll be like, you know, stress is like a three out of 10. And I'm like, okay. So like usually they're talking about mental, emotional states of stress. And then we talk about physical things where I'm like, have you, how often have you been sick this year? Have your kids been really sick and you've got it as well subsequently? Or do you feel like you live your life in a state of like constant go-ness? And it's like, well, yes. And I'm like, well, that's a physical stress. So even though you might not intellectually itemize it as a stressor, your body most certainly does. And so it has to ramp up its capacity to handle those states and constantly be on. And so your hormones will also mimic that. You tend to drive into those more adrenaline type hormone states. You have higher blood pressure, higher heart rate. Sometimes you'll start to feel like the palpitations. Lots of people will start to notice maybe more anxiety, more worry, more overwhelm. Um, other signs that you might start to see is that like quick to react or quick to snap is a really common one that women tend to feel. Um, feeling startled very easily. So if someone comes into the room or asks you a question you weren't really aware and you have that really big startle motion can be a sign that maybe your your nervous system is not where we need it to be. You also might start to notice that you're starting to gain more weight centrally or abdominally. That can be a sign that our stress hormones and our adrenal capacity is just not where it needs to be. Lots of times you might just start seeing more sugar cravings, more salt cravings. Dizziness and headaches can be another key sign that something's like awry. And then having states of just like really just feeling really stressed, feeling really overwhelmed, feeling really just like burnt out, like you've got nothing left to give can be a sign that you've been stuck in this central, in this, um, your sympathetic nervous system has been put on overdrive and probably been put there for too, too long. And so what we really need to work on is trying to move you in and out of it a lot more easily. So after I kind of like list off all those symptoms that you might start to see if you've been stuck in that central nervous system state or that sympathetic nervous state for too long, you might be ticking off all the things, right? We're like, ooh, I'm craving sugar. I'm craving salt. I like, I'm obsessed with coffee right now. 
I'm not sleeping very well. I feel really overwhelmed. I feel snappy at my partner and my family. Like I just don't feel like myself and I feel really off. This can be a really great place to start because usually at the crux of it, when we're in that constant go, go, go state, it starts to affect other systems. And so we start to see impacts on your menstrual cycle and having really um, weird period symptoms, really heavy, really painful PMS and really weird mood and erratic mood situations when it comes to those two systems starting to communicate and talk to each other. Because when you're in, again, when you're in that fight or flight, when you're in protection mode, your body naturally be like, oh, I don't need to reproduce. I don't need to make babies when I'm trying to just like stay alive. And so a lot of the time we see implications when it happens that your periods start to get a little bit wonky, whether that's creating more irregularity, um, intermittent spotting, or having really painful PMS, we start to see ramifications um, on that side when it comes to being stressed and over really stressed over time, having impacts on your menstrual cycle. We also start to see impacts on your thyroid health as well can be a really common one where we start to see Hashimoto's or we start to see some autoimmune concerns that start creeping up. Um, it can start to impact your digestive system. Again, when you're not in a moving in and out of a parasympathetic nervous state, we have digestive issues. You don't break down food very well. You don't digest it. You don't absorb it. And then we start to see some nutrient and mineral deficiencies as well. So we can see that at like the base of everything, it's like, ooh, I really need to like take into consideration how I'm operating throughout the day. So if you ticked off a bunch of those uh, symptoms, you're like, oh my God, that's me. And my sleep is starting to suck, right? And all those things, the anxiety, the overwhelm, the no energy, we start to see those as really big symptoms for you. This is a place where you might want to think about really taking into consideration how you can support your central nervous system and your nervous system to be more dynamic, to be more supported on a regular basis. So the next question that always comes is like, okay, yes, I getcha. I think I'm a little overstressed or maybe I'm just in the constant go, go, go. What are some of the things that I can put into play into my life on a daily basis that are going to help me to move between those two states a bit more seamlessly? And so one thing that you can consider is just doing some deep breathing. And I know some of you will just roll your eyes. So for whatever reason, deep breathing, even meditation, anytime it gets recommended or prescribed, I do find people are like, yeah, but. And I would say that like the reason there's like the yeah, but is because one, it seems so simple that like, how could that have that big of an impact? It's so simple. Number two is that not we're not very good at it, right? And so a deep breathing practice is a practice for a reason you're going to suck at it at first. And like, that's totally okay. You don't need to be this like, sh have shaman breath work at the first time you ever do some deep breathing. Um, my recommendation is always to maybe just start with an app, right? Um, the Calm app is a really good one to just like put, to dip your toes into the deep breathing water. It's got lots of structure. It has some um, prompts. So it can help you kind of just like ease your way into it. And so deep breathing, there are there is tons of research on it, lots of positive benefits, but one, one key and one really important aspect is it puts you into that parasympathetic nervous state. So trying to do that maybe just before you're eating, before we're going to bed, if we just need like a break from our day, adding in maybe a two to five minute breath work um, exercise during your day can have huge impacts on your health, on your um, your, your balance of your nervous system as well. So with your deep breathing, you'll want to do um, a five-second breath. So usually you want to inhale for two seconds, 
you'll hold and then you'll exhale for two seconds. And you'll do this over a two to five minute period. But what it does is that it really ramps up your hormone called GABA. And GABA is our very calming neurotransmitter. It's the one that makes us feel cool, calm, and collected. It's the one that elevates before we sleep. It's the one that puts us into a more parasympathetic nervous state. And deep breathing actually ignites it and gets it working and puts it out into our system more efficiently. So that's what you're going to want to start with. I would say is like, look at adding in a deep breathing exercise to your day, especially around times of eating if you can, and especially just before bed to put you into that more sleepy state. So deep breathing was number one. Number two is going to be looking at maybe just a little bit more self-care. And so this one also, I feel like is a loaded statement because sometimes we all define self-care as like, going for a one hour massage, going to get a pedicure, going to have you know 12 hours off in the day to like rest in a hammock. Sometimes that is not feasible. Those are wonderful things. They do make us feel very rested and relaxed, but it's not something you can do on a daily um, on a daily basis, right? So usually what I ask my patients to do is create a bit of like a happy list for them. things that give them that sense of, reward, give them a sense of like accomplishment, give them a little bit of rest and a bit of like a break during the day. And it doesn't have to be anything really crazy like a vacation, although that if I could prescribe a vacation, I totally would. What we want to think about on your happy list is putting together a list of maybe five to six items that usually only take about five to 10 minutes out of your day. So maybe it's having a warm tea in a quiet space. Maybe it's having a hot shower. Maybe it's doing a practice of, you know, a chapter out of your book, not reading the whole book, but having a chapter out of your book. Maybe it's flipping through a magazine. I still love magazines. I love um, Home and Garden. So that would be my go-to, right? It's flipping through a magazine. It can be anything. It's whatever makes, um, makes you feel really good. Coloring can be another place we can play with as well, or an activity where you get to be creative. So knitting or crocheting, whatever whatever your jam is, think about creating and curating a little bit of a happy list for yourself. Things that you could take five to 10 minutes out of your day to implement to give you that space and that break that your body is craving. And hey, I get it. When you've got kids, time is precious and feels like it's very fleeting. That's why I'm suggesting like no more than like five to 10 minutes because as soon as we start putting things in at like 30 minutes, 60 minutes, it almost feels like insurmountable. And then you're like, no, that, that's not going to work for me. So I want like little micro opportunities, micro pieces of calm and rest. It doesn't need to be this overarching, you know, full day body experience. We can take like little micro opportunities throughout the day or twice a day to help give you that space to move into that parasympathetic nervous state, to feel more calm, to feel more rested. And again, take you out of that constant go, go, go um, express state that lots of us tend to live in. And number three that we're going to talk about is something that I'm obsessed with. I love adaptogens. So adaptogens are a family of herbs that help to improve and, and increase your words, what we refer to as resiliency your ability to respond to situations. Because a lot of the time, we don't have control over everything in our life and everything that we experience. The thing we do have control over is how we respond and how we react. And what I use adaptogens in my practices is to help you calm down your nervous system 
make you feel a bit more grounded, a little bit more balanced. So you feel a bit more in control that you're not like hyper and overreacting to every situation. You feel a little bit more in control, a little bit more um, grounded and stabilized. Um, And adaptogens can really help to support you. They're usually there to support your stress response. They help to kind of blunt the like really increase the intense increase in our adrenaline hormones and help to just support your adrenal glands to function and to work optimally. So things in this category, we have nutrients, but we also have herbs. So we're going to focus a little bit on herbs today. And when we think about herbs, lots of us have heard of ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is probably one of my favorites. Is She is a wonderful little herb, really great at helping um, women and men. But if you're finding you're a bit more on like the anxious scale, you're the person that's the constant worrier. Your brain is like always on fire. You're working through every situation, the good, the bad, the ugly, the wonderful, right? You're the, you're the mover and the shaker when it comes to like you're always on mentally. I find ashwagandha is really effective for those people. It helps to reduce stress, but it can also help to like modify that um, overreaction, that anxiety or that worry that you've been experiencing. It can help to turn down the busy brain as well. And so ashwagandha is one of like my favorite herbs when it comes to adaptogens. Other ones that we can think about would be something like rhodiola, schisandra. Um, These are two herbs that are really fantastic as well. They come from that adaptogen family. So they're going to support your stress response, help to support your energy as well, um, make you feel a little bit less reactive. Medicinal mushrooms also fit into this category. One of my other favorites. Um, I love medicinal mushrooms and I always joke with, with, with my patients. I'm like, these are not the hallucinogenic format. These are our medicinal mushrooms. Um, they are having their time in, in the sun right now, which is fantastic. I think there needs to be like more about them out into the world. But medicinal mushrooms can be really amazing at supporting your adrenals, supporting your stress response, making you have increase your capacity for that resiliency factor. Um, they can be really fantastic at supporting that. They're also great immunomodulators, meaning they can boost your immune function and how your body responds to viruses and bacteria and other infections. So it kind of does double duty. So if you're the person where you're like, ooh, I've been sick like six times this year because my kid keeps bringing home all the randomness from school. Um, You've been sick quite a bit. You feel like you're just overwhelmed. We've been stressed. We've been in this go, go, go state with like activities and work and parenting and life. Mushrooms might be a really good opportunity for you to help build your system back up. And really, that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to build you back up. So medicinal mushrooms help to do that. There's different categories here, and sometimes it depends on like what other symptoms we're going through. But common mushrooms that we're going to look at are like lion's mane can be really fantastic. Um, Even better when we're talking about concentration and focus, lion's mane helps to really um, improve that cognitive aspect. Um, We've got cordyceps as well. We've got reishi. We've got shaga. It kind of depends on what's going on, or sometimes we use a complex of all of them to help to boost and support your mood, your energy, and your ability to like take on your day. But those would be some of my like big adaptogenic herbs that we would want to think about putting into play. If you're the person where you're feeling just like burnt out, not like yourself, and you know that you've been running at a pace that your body can't keep up with for forever, an adaptogenic herb or an adaptogenic blend can be really supportive. A lot of the times when we see them um, in products, you're going to see herbs 
alongside lots of really fantastic nutrients like vitamin C, a B complex, magnesium. These nutrients can also help to support the adrenal glands and help to support your body's capacity to respond to stressful situations and to stressful circumstances so that we can ebb and flow out of those um, high stress states. And finally, number four, are going to be looking at maybe going into the opposite side of it where it's like, okay, like maybe there's ways that we can help to build up your parasympathetic nervous system, right? Put you into a place of resting and digesting. And so one that um, I use a lot in practice and has been like a really fantastic support for a lot of people is something called GABA. So GABA itself is just a little piece of protein, but it's fantastic. It's the neurotransmitter again that helps us to put us into that calming and more rested state. A lot of the times we also see it combined with something called L-theanine. L-theanine is going to be a little piece of protein that we pull out of green tea, but it's fantastic at helping to improve focus and concentration, helping you to support that um, that GABA production in the body as well to put you into that parasympathetic nervous state. So lots of times if you're feeling like really overwhelmed, you're feeling like your body is kind of like rising up every time a stressful circumstance happens at home or your kid like spills the water all over the floor and you're just like ready to snap at everybody. Um, GABA and L-theanine can be a really great support as well to help to put you into that parasympathetic nervous state, uh, especially at night. So if you're like the busy, again, a busy brainer where you're waking up at 2 or 3 a.m. and you're you know working through everything you have to do tomorrow or what happened for the day and your brain just can't turn off, sometimes GABA and L-theanine can be a really great support. So those are my big four when it comes to helping to support your nervous system, helping to move you out of a state of that go, go, go nonstop and help you to like be there for the portion of the day that you need it, but also moving out of it more efficiently so that you can sleep, so that you can digest food. And so we kind of touched on a few different things. We looked at adding in some deep breathing, adding in your micro happy list or your micro list to help you support you to get you into that bit more of a restful state during the day. And then number three was looking at maybe adding in some adaptogenic herbs. And number four was adding in maybe some herbs or some nutrients to help put you into that more parasympathetic nervous state. Whenever we're looking at herbs and nutrients, you always want to consult a healthcare practitioner to make sure that it's something that works with you and your body. Um, You don't want to just go willy-nilly start trying things because sometimes um, that's not the best route to get better. And we want to make sure that it's something that's best for you. You're going to see benefits from from it and it's not going to interact with anything else that you're taking. So That's my rant today on how we want to support your stress response because I think it's really, really important as women, as moms, that we need to be more supportive for our body and that we can't be in this state of constant go, go, go. I know that society is a really big fan of promoting the person that is like the busiest person on the block. Um, from a standpoint of like, they might be really busy, but how are they doing internally? And I would venture a guess that they probably feel really reactive for most, for most people. And the other big take home I want to like stress is that someone doesn't need to be dying for you to be in a stressed state. So that's a really common one I hear very often. It's like, well, my stress isn't too bad. No one's dying. I'm not sure when our metric of stress where death became like a 10 out of 10 for your stress level is if there's death involved. It's very common and I hear it all the time. I want to be really mindful that like you can have a high stress and no one is dying. It can be your regular day to day, but your regular day to day is just very busy, constantly going. Your body can still experience that as 
an excessive state of stress on a regular basis. If you want more support or if you're like, oh my gosh, yes, this is me, your talk, like those are all the things I'm experiencing, um, I want you to jump into the show notes, reach out to me. We have a free 15-minute complimentary meet and greet. We can chat, talk about ways that we can help to support you. Um, and we can look at adding in the Healthy AF method into your lifestyle where we look at like, what's your nutrition like? How can we help to support you? What are our sleep strategies? How are we going to get you sleeping better? And then looking at your hormones as well. Because when it comes to stress, it's definitely a hormonal soup that is happening. We need to look at your adrenals. We need to look at your sex steroids and your sex hormones. We need to look at your thyroid. We need to look at your metabolic markers like cortisol and fasting insulin. There's all these other pieces that we need to assess and make sure that you're supported fully. So I totally invite you to jump into the show notes, grab a free meet and greet call. I would love to meet you, chat with you, and get you feeling healthy AF. Yay, you made it to the end of the episode. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to hit that subscribe button and to leave a review. And if you felt inspired by anything you heard today, I'd love to share with you a few ways to get started to feel like a healthy AF mom. So in the show notes below, I've left links to some of my favorite challenges. There's a five-day slay all-day smoothie challenge, a get hella hydrated challenge, and a know your labs challenge. All amazing ways that you can get started to feel like your epic version of yourself today. I also have an awesome coupon code. It's HEALTHYAF15, all caps, and that's a 15% off discount to my 14-day body reboot. Again, it's linked in the show notes below. And finally, I love to get social. So if you wanted to follow me or leave me a comment or a review, you can find me on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok at dr.lauren.nd. I'll see you there. Yeah.